0: Brandon Beliso and it is Friday, Friday, October 1st. It's my son's 13th birthday. Happy birthday to my son, Brayden. And this is Success Never Sleeps. I am Brandon Beliso and I'd like to welcome you to the show where we as a collective take your questions and our goal is to move that needle and get the right information to help us create our version of success and live our best lives. If you have questions, it's all about the small school owner today. It's all about you, the small school owner, and helping you move and scale your business from where you are today to where hopefully you want to be. Cool, cool, cool. So I need to begin, as always, by thanking my sponsors. Okay, as always, we have my studio, simply the best CRM system out there, my good buddy Toulet and his wife Lynette and their whole team, Kevin, Steve, everybody over there, wonderful people. You know, I, I heard some controversy the other day and I just want to talk about that for a minute. You know, people are always trying to prop up their products against other products and I don't really believe in that. They'll ask a question like, you know, what CRM system you're using? right? Or I'm leaving this CRM system to go to this CRM system. I'm going to tell you straight up, the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. And when you're dealing with a software company in particular, it's always going to be inherent of challenges. Why? Because they're always upgrading. They're always bettering their product. So that will never change. So you want to move from one platform to another? Sure. Deal with the database conversion and they all say database conversion is easy no it's not it's huge and it's challenging then there's a whole new skill set you've got to learn and guess what as soon as you learn the skill set either that product becomes obsolete if they're constantly not updating right or you're going to deal with the challenges of the updates that will always be that way with technology so get used to it it's like training Right? You're going to have to train forever if you want to get better. And if you don't want to get better, then your skills will diminish. It's the same thing here. But what I love is the culture and the people at my studio. The heart's in the right place. They're investing a lot of money, something like over $2 million in this product. And it continues to make updates and updates and updates. It is significantly better than it was when they started, and it'll continue to get better. So I think that's more the earmark you should look for, because anything you work with, there's going to be challenges, It's like relationships. I get out of this relationship to get into this one. It's a different set of challenges, so please be extremely mindful for that. And and what I constantly say is look for the relationship. But I love my studio. I love the people. I love the product. And I believe it's a huge reason why we are back up to 800 and I believe 91 students is the number out, 891, because everything we do is through the app. We have no front desk people in our Millbury location. We have our uh, admin in San Francisco, so they still do some front desk duties. But in the Millbury location, where we just broke, I think, 453, we have no front desk at all. Everything is app-based. People work through that app, and we've done that for since the pandemic. Kids Love Life Skills, you do need a character development system. And I highly recommend you talk to Marco Mazzola at Kids Love Life Skills. I'm simply the creator of content. It's my program, I created it, but it's handled by my team, Marco, Amy, Letitia, and Chris. And Ben and they run the show over there and we're getting better and better so I encourage you to take a look at kids love life skills if you don't make character development a big part of what you do and spend the time and the effort and the resources just like you do your curriculum you are falling short contrary to popular belief writing discipline up on the wall and think you teach discipline no it's not inherent because we do martial arts that we teach character development. It is not. It should be a systemized, you know, uh, process that we implement just like we do our curriculum. Cool? So get kids love life skills. they make a big difference. Elsie Accounting, I love you, my sister. She's a great bookkeeper. She's a martial artist. She gets us, and she's got my back. She's got Steven Reinstein's back of Market Muscles. She's got Chris Rodriguez's back and Stephanie over at Grow Pro Agency, the band played on. Those are some heavy hitters right there. Talk to Letitia if you need help with bookkeeping. And, and, and I've said this. I posted a video the other day. I believe financial education should be mandatory for anybody opening a business, whether it's martial arts, a bakery, etc. So many business owners I speak to have no business background or learning at all. I believe that's something you should invest in and it may not necessarily be something you do within the martial arts. Maybe you take a community college course, you take an online course, but please get some financial education. And lastly, Market Muscles. We did another two, over 200 leads again this month. We've done 200 leads. Every month, at least 200. We've been with them three months. Every month, 200 leads, 200 leads, at least the minimum of 200 leads. Mark Muscles, Stephen Reinstein. I love him like a son. I wish I could see him more and talk to him more. But, you know, I got to work with Stephen early on as his mentor in helping establish his vision and his why and his purpose. And I got to know Stephen on an intimate level. He's such a good soul. Him and Jenny, I love them too. And as you can see, everybody I work with, I love. And that's important. I believe time is short. We're only here for a second. And we should spend our time with people and relationships that we really care about. You know why? Because we will have challenges. We will go through hardships together as we've experienced in these past two years. Right? So be very mindful when you choose a CRM company, character Development, or anybody. It should be a relationship of value to you because nothing will be perfect. You with me? Put that in the comments. Who's with me on that? Put that in the comments. Cool, cool, cool. All right. What else do we got going on? Because I got to cover these bases today. All right. It's time live change. I'm so excited. We weren't able to do it live last year, but we're doing it. The four-day event is sold out. Myself and Sam on. Sam on will be here for the two-day and the four-day. Nothing Sam does is recorded. Sam is a single school owner, very modest, 120 students, but... He's a multimillionaire. He learned decades ago to take the money he makes in his school and with discipline, he wisely invested it. And over those decades, he's become a financial guru, I would say, in many ways. And he's helped many people in the martial arts industry create a million-dollar retirement portfolio and beyond that and beyond that so i encourage you to come to its time live change the two days available and the one day is available the link is in the comments get signed up don't think about it come join us it will change your life i've done it for about seven years now this is our seventh year i believe and i'm super blessed and grateful to be able to facilitate that and serve you on helping you create your version of success cool all right what else All right. So, so let's get into this. First question, how the heck do you get to 900 students? Well, Master Raymore asked me that question. You know, how are we going to scale to a thousand? Right now we're, we're bouncing around 891. You know what it is? I I don't want to say it's, it's the little things. It's everything. It's everything. You are going to have attrition. And I'm witnessing this ourselves. Last month, we did 115 new students between two locations. But Milbrae lost 40. San Francisco lost 20. I mean, that's the nature of the beast. Remember, the summer's ending. Kids are going back to school. Right now, the parents don't want the kids crossing into so many environments. So now they're going to just go to school and come home. Right? That's, so that's happening too. That is going to happen. To say, share this with me, Two lay of my studio, he said every two years, data shows him we replace 50% of our students, 5-0, 5-0. So my, my, my reason I share that with you is because I think we spend too much time trying to stop this student from quitting instead of taking care of the students on the mat. Yes, we have an exit plan. If you quit our school, we send you a thank you postcard and say, thank you for allowing us to serve you. And then we'll send you an email saying the same. But if a student has quit, they didn't quit that day. They quit weeks ago, months ago. So I think what's more important is looking at those weeks and months prior to any student quitting and asking, what kind of experience am I creating every day, every day, every day, every day? So I believe being a service-based business, we spend our time and effort and resources on our team on staff training on bettering our systems on creating that experience and you know there are some relationships we've all been in them where you give everything to that relationship and that person still breaks up with you and leaves you there's nothing you can do because they don't want to be with you well guess what not everybody is meant to do the martial arts as much as we love it and we know the benefits there's people that just aren't meant to do it and you can't sit there you know spending your time watching that student go out the door mourning it and looking at what you got a a packed floor of students. The minute a student quits in our school, you know what's the first thing I do? I get out on that mat and I teach like the best class I ever taught because that is within my control. You feel me? And so if we believe we do that, then everything changes. Thank you. I appreciate the hearts. Gene, what adjustments have you made to your curriculum for students who have been having challenges learning post-COVID lockdowns. That's a really good one, Gene. Right now, I think the the blessing, nobody is sparring still here in San Francisco and our Millbury location. So we're really allowed, instead of the A-B day, where A day is curriculum and B day was all sparring, we're allowed to do... Curriculum on the A day, curriculum on their B day. So they're really saturated with curriculum. Another big thing that's worked really well for us, Gene, that will continue forever is we are going to have the 15 minute virtual private lesson forever. Forever, forever, ever. What is that equal to? Telling a student to show up 15 minutes before class and we'll practice with you. So that 15 minute virtual private, that's so convenient. They go right into the My Studio app and they book it you know, based upon availability, is monumental. I think it's one of the reasons people kept training with us during the pandemic, because Zoom, you know, it's a tough transition from in-person to Zoom, but now I've got this 15-minute virtual private that I can utilize and use when my when my child is challenged. And you know where else? I've already seen the scenario, Gene. You ever have it, you're teaching that class, and you see the kid really frustrated, on the verge of tears, but you've got this big class, and you've got to facilitate everybody, right? And you look over there. There. And there's dad sitting there, gritting his teeth, unhappy, his kid's not getting it. His kid's overwhelmed. His kid looks frustrated. So what's going on in that dad's mind? I want to quit. I want to quit. I want to quit. I want to quit. Not anymore. Dad just simply whips out that phone, books that 15-minute virtual private, and we're in like Flynn. Because I know as a parent, I want to be able to take action when my child is suffering. I want to be able to do something right? And to be able to just whip out that phone and take care of it, then sit there for the rest of class going, I got him as private. He's good. I got it. I got it. That's powerful. So we're going to keep the 15-minute virtual privates as long as we can. It's made a huge, huge difference. And then, of course, Gene, I've shared that what we did pre covid We used to have a makeup stripe workshop at the end of every month on a Saturday from like three to five where people could come and work on the challenging curriculum they're having in class. Another thing we did before we're not doing right now is we had the 8 a.m. practice class. And that was packed. Even in the dead of winter with it raining like crazy, kids want to come in and get that extra class. Do we charge more for it? No. No. It is the perceived added value. Write that down. Perceived added value. If you give me $100 and I give you $500 worth of value, guess what? I feel good about that. We all do, right? So those are some of the different things we've done, Gene, and I hope that answers your question quite well. Let's see if I missed anybody else's questions. Yeah. Thank you, James. James just had that situation. James is saying, please look closely at all the details of the agreement. I am guilty of that. Thank God I have Letitia. She looks at most everything I sign with, with everything that comes off the board. And I'm, I love her for that. You know, she takes care of that, but you're right, James, you should look at everything. Everything, everything, especially with some of these social media companies and something because it's such new turf. Remember, social media has only been around for, what, 20 years now? And these social media marketers and things like that, what, maybe a decade or so, really? Really? So you want to look at the fine print. That's a great comment, James. Thank you for sharing that. Cool? And so how are we going to get to 900 students? You know how we're going to do that? I'm going to keep taking care of my team. That's the first thing we're doing right now. You know, which is kind of odd because we're still down about 30, 35% in revenue. Most people, nobody would slight you for saying to your team, well, you know, we can't afford raises. Nobody's had raises in two years, you know, because of COVID. And until we come out of this thing and get caught up with our back rent, yada, 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 nobody gets raises. You know, me and Letitia have long conversations about this, and timing's important. We had a little bit of a windfall with the employment retention credit and also with a $15,000 grant we just got in San Francisco. Yay, Letitia. And so we're going to take that money and we're giving our people raises. Now, payroll should be about 30 to 35% of your gross. All right? That's a good, healthy business, 30 to 35%. Well, with all these raises we're implementing, we're going to be up around 60% right now. But you know what? For us, we look at it as an investment. If I get this team fully committed and they realize this is their career and this is going to sustain their lifestyle and their version of success, boom, down the road, they're going to make me millions, millions. So for this drop in the bucket of giving everybody raises right now and going a little lopsided as a healthy business, it's going to shore everything up. A classic example for me was when I was growing my school. I didn't have a team yet, but I was burning myself out doing everything. I took a credit card. And I hired somebody, and I knew this credit card could cover $50,000, and that's what I was paying them in salary that year. And that way I could teach better. Guess what? That 50000 I invested in them that year with a credit card, I paid off the credit card, and uh, I've made millions because of that person. So you really need to try to look at it that way. Our businesses are not what they were two years ago for many of us. But if we don't take care of our team, they're going to leave. They're going to have to. Because right? if you can't pay them at least a livable wage, they can't stay with you. And you know I'm a huge advocate of that. I believe our industry is all jacked up that way. The majority of our industry, what do they do? They make you pay. Then they upgrade you to a black belt club. Then they tell you to teach for free and work birthday parties for free. So that needs to change. If we're going to legitimize what we do, you the small business owner, at some point you got to bite the bullet and pay people really, really well. We know our best asset is our team. They are. So you're going to spend, what, thousands of dollars on some Facebook ad and some Facebook social media company, and then you're going to pay peanuts to your team. Own it. Own it. Put it in the comments if you're guilty of that, and see if we can correct that behavior. Cool? All right. So let me see what else. Any other questions sitting here yet? Okay, so Gene, we offered and recommended the privates, but students had such a bad experience with Zoom through the lockdown. They are very reluctant to get back to virtual learning. Well, that's your own damn fault. I'm going to call you on a gene. We want to create that Disney experience. Why is it that your people had such a bad experience with it and our 400 still online today are not? Look at my background. Take a look at our delivery. Look at our execution. I think the challenge with this whole Zoom thing Is overall, not saying necessarily you guys, people went into Zoom with such a horrible mindset. Ah, nobody can learn virtually. Uh, Martial arts can't be done virtually. So you're done. You're dead. Dead duck in the water right there alone. See, the thing is, our why is so defined, right? So defined. Live your best life. Live your best life. Live your best life. So live your best life in person, live your best life online, live your best line in a parking lot. I don't care if I have to teach you on a rooftop or, or in, in your driveway, because we are committed to a why and our purpose. And every study has proven, Gene, that a purpose-driven company will always survive good times, bad times, good economy, bad economy, because it's going to happen. We're in business I've had my San Francisco location over 20 years, dot-com bust, 9-11. I mean, I can go on on, mortgage crisis, recession, pandemic, and San Francisco's still standing. Why? 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 Because we live from a why. Live your best life. So if your people had a bad experience with Zoom, it's your own damn fault. I'm going to say that because I have this kind of conversation with school owners every day about Zoom. Why is it that we're still running 400 students on Zoom Another 250 outdoors and parking lots, and another 200 or so indoors. Because remember, we've been open three, four months indoors, not a long time. It's because no matter where we do it, we're committed to our why. Cool? So define that why, and that'll change, change things tremendously. I don't mean to be hard on you, Gene. Yeah, that's team training. Hold that question, Gene. That, 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 that's for uh, another episode of Success Never Sleeps. So we're going to keep doing all those things, right? The team trains on Fridays for about an hour and a half. At the end of every month, the whole team, all, this, all the instructors in training, everything, they do a virtual one, right? Instructors in training. Well, no, no, we actually changed that. So we have a live training with our key people on Fridays. And then we also have a virtual instructors training that happens every Friday for about an hour. I love it. You know, that was a genius of, of my guy, TJ Delacruz. He said, you know, I, I think if we give it to them in smaller portions, and it'll work better. And the Zoom, see, there you go. There's an example. So these guys aren't coming to the school for an extra class. I'm freaking 14, 15. i already been there twice a week for my training, my regular training, and you want me to come in Fridays? No, no, no. Just hop onto Zoom, and we're training our team, the, the, the whole team, right? The instructors in training, my son's in that. They do it every Friday, and it's cool. It's very cool. I love it. I love it. Then the the core team trains live, and that's the brilliance of, of my guy, TJ. So it's going to be all of that. But you know the one thing I do recommend is that we recognize the attrition is going to be there. I mean, I'm experiencing. and I'm sure other people are. Maybe they're not willing to talk about it. Here's another month, right? Sure, we're up at 900, I mean, 891. Right. But I looked. Millbury got something like, I don't know, 45 new students. But guess what? We lost like 30. Right. Back to school. Parents are getting freaked out with the variants, you know, especially in school with all these exposure notices left and right, left and right. So it's going to happen, though, right now. But we're in a little different boat when we can get. I think in September we got like another 80 new students signed up. We can afford losing a, a little more right? If you're a smaller school, that's huge. So yes, we need to deal with the attrition, but some of that is out of your control. It's out of your control. And we need to be mindful of that. So we're going to go out there and teach better classes. Cool. All right, let me try to move on here. Okay. I want to look at this question because I I was given a really great handout and I'm going to share it with you. I'm ready to open my first brick and mortar. What would be your advice so i want to go into this doc really quick and i want you to follow along because i believe every one of you that have a small school right now if you haven't done these things i want you to go back and do them cool and this this is courtesy of of one of the people in my group mentoring okay can everybody see that everybody see that one okay tell me tell me you can see that can everybody see that can you see that doc folks oh there it is good i can see it on the screen so here you go So anytime you're going to open a school, and even if you have your school open, I want you to go back and do a business plan, right? Oh, financial education, I want you to go back and do a business plan, right? A business plan is really, really powerful, powerful, powerful. So I want you to go back and do a business plan. Okay? Now in this business plan, as you can see here, he's showing me the property, where it's located, right? And I'm big on location, location, location. If location didn't matter, there'd be Starbucks in industrial parks, right? Okay? Think about it. Think about it. Think about the strategy that goes into opening a Starbucks. It's always about location, location, location. And if you're a new business, You want anchor stores around you. Our Millbury location, we have a 24-hour fitness above us. We have a Subway sandwich. We have two Starbucks. We have a Trader Joe's. We have a Baskin-Robbins, on and on and on, I could tell you. So, here's the property. There's the rent. There's the triple net. So, it's going to cost them $3,000 a month. I love that there's a round table pizza, a sushi joint. There's a McDonald's. All of that's cool. I dig all of that right? And I love the location because there's a lot of foot traffic there. He's right in the middle. Corner, I love corner spots. And, and you know what's cool about that? I'm going to share that. If you look at Starbucks, many, many, many of the Starbucks, I would say the majority are on a corner. Think about that. Why four-way traffic, four-way visual? So look where this, this is located. You've got people turning right, turning left, going by. So he's got really, really good. And then look. Look at the main piece of it. Can you see how it goes straight out to the road? So people are going to be turning in from the main road, coming straight in. That's pretty cool. I dig that. And look at the parking. See, so when they come straight in from the street, look at the street between the trees and that building on the right, they're going to come in, go straight, 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 and turn right into a parking stall. That's just badass. I think that's really good. So I like this property, but here's more the reason why. Okay. I don't know the square footage specifically offhand, but looking at this, I can say this is probably no more than 1,400 square feet. You know, put it in there. Uh, If you're on here, uh, Sensei Mish, who, who gave this to me. Hey, Herman, what's happening? Sensei Mish, good. Sensei Mish, how many square feet is this? Let me know. But it looks to me pretty small, right? Maybe up to 2,000 square feet. If you're going to start out, this is what I would recommend right? No more than 2000 square feet. If you can go lean and mean with 1400 square feet, I would, I absolutely would. And I would go freaking bare bones, bare bones, Ikea cubbies, right? Ikea cubbies are fine and throw a piece of wood on top of it and turn it into, you know, they have this one model at Ikea that is serves as a cubby and you could use this as a bench, but you need to reinforce it. Go lean and mean. I would even consider no mirrors, no mirrors. And I would even think of jigsaw mats right now. Go lean and mean. You need that money for marketing. You need that money for a rainy day, right? It's super important. I don't want to open a school and go, if I don't have this number of students in one month, I can't pay the rent next month. I don't want to deal with that. When we opened up Millbrae, Right When we opened up Millbrae, we took such a big loan that for six months, in an ideal world, I want six months of rent, I want six months of a livable wage for me, six months of payroll for whatever team, six months of marketing, six months of everything, all expenses. So I'm not sitting there sweating it every day. Because then I'm in a position to go out and really serve people and invest in creating relationships instead of trying to fill my school with bodies and make a number where I get that number that I need. I mean, I'm mindful of that, though. I want to grow that. That's important to me. So, but I want to be able to focus on serving people well and cultivating those relationships, okay? What is it? Yeah, see, good sense. I love it. So, roughly almost 1,300 square feet. I love it it i love it and i would even consider not spending money on a sign you know a sign sign if it's inexpensive yeah like that and vac something very but you want to stay lean and mean as long as you can and as far as signing that lease we know it's post-covid right there's a lot of empty commercial real estate real estate you know as far as commercial rents are low i think in san francisco It's dropped by something like, I don't know, something crazy like 35, 20, no, 25%. The rents have dropped. So we just renegotiated our lease in San Francisco. Do it with a lawyer. Please do not finish this lease on your own. Do not. I'm going to say it again. Do not. It could be a huge, costly mistake, right? I would have a lawyer look through that lease and really help you fine tune it. Do not take my advice when it comes to the final signing. Please, promise me you're going to get a lawyer, and they're going to look at this. It's going to be the best investment you ever made, okay? And I would go with with a very short-term lease. I would. I would look at maybe three years, because your goal is to outgrow this space to a bigger space, right? I would also know what these other tenants are paying. That would be a big one as well. And then if there's other vacant space there, Uh, I would also look at that. How long has this space been vacant? That's leverage too. Because when you go into bargaining, you need all the data possible. And when you can walk in there and say in negotiations through a lawyer, hey, you have four units have been sitting here for a year and a half empty. The average person is paying you this much rent. So what you're asking of me is pretty high. I'm going to go with this. And see in negotiations, they start here, you start here, and you meet in the middle. That's a done day that's a done day. That is good negotiation. If you think everything's going to be your way or everything's their way, you're sadly mistaken, right? A landlord is not the Lord of the land. He's a freaking person and they got to make their bills too. They have their mortgage as well. We understand that. But right now I believe it's a renter's market when it comes to commercial property. So, Gather all that data for me. I want to see it. I want to know how many units are vacant, how many units are there, how long they've been vacant, and I would get an idea what other people are paying. And then I would do, you know, a demographic study of what's the general square foot, what people are paying, you know, all around, and be mindful of that. Cool? So that's big too. And like I said, I would do a short three-year lease, go lean and mean, just throw down some jigsaws, get some Ikea furniture, stay real lean. You need every bit of money possible for a rainy day and everything that you're doing. Because much like anything, unexpected expenses will pop up. Cool? So I, I, I really dig this. I dig this. I think it's a great spot overall. Now, here's some, you know, I, I love this. You know, I'm big on the demographic study of this. Look at the middle schools. Mean nothing to me. That's, you know, for most of us that work with kids. Now, Sensei Mish, you got a good mix of kids and adults. So that might be a little different. But if I was looking at this, I would be more kid-centric. More kid centric because I really dig that you have three elementary schools here Crestline, Riverview, and Burton. So for me, that's a great place to open a children's school. But look at that Burton, 2.2 miles. Wow, I think that's really cool. Riverview, 1.3 miles. Wow, look at Crestline, only half a mile away. I would be looking at their PTA, I would already be planting seeds, I would be, you know, creating relationships right away. And I don't mean walking into the school with a box of donuts dressed in your uniform. No, no, no. I would really do my homework, look at their Facebook PTA groups, find out who's who, know who they are, know everything about them, everything, everything about them. But you know what's missing here that I would really love to see? How many preschools? How many preschools? That's a big one. I want to know how many preschools. In our San Francisco location, we have three preschools within a mile and a half radius. Here in Millbrae, I think we have like eight or nine within a two mile radius. So because those preschools are going to be a feeder system as they get older, right? So I'm not really keen on the middle schools or the high schools to be honest with you. And the nearby karate schools, take that out. It's irrelevant to me. They are not my competition. My competition is football, soccer, gymnastics. All of that, I would take that out. I would replace that with preschools. I want to know that. Now, Looking at this, this is pretty cool, right? Here's the average household income. Here's the three zip codes. I take it these three zip codes are closest to you within a three to five mile radius. All right? I'm not so much concerned about the average house price as I am, you know, their their household income. What I would want in here, too, is I would want to know if there's, say, hypothetically, 20,000 homes in that zip code 98684. How many of those 20,000 homes are families? And how many of those families have elementary school kids or preschool? You you feel me on that, sir? So that's something I would want to see in there as well. And I'd want to add that in. Because that would help me make that decision better. If your demographic is kids right? So I would look at this too. And if you're going to cater a lot to adults, you know, you're going to, the adults you're going to get for any type of training like that are going to be single professionals. Cause once a guy gets married or a mom gets married, their lives are pretty busy. So unless you have a fitness kickboxing or something like that, or a family class, getting adults to train when they have small children, especially infants and, and, you know, up until about five, six years old, that's pretty challenging. Because you know what it's like, us parents out there, from zero to five years, that's all we do. That's all we do is take care of our kids, right? So I I would rework those numbers as well. I'd want to see that. I'd want to see that. Empty, oh, God, since at least August 5th, okay. And did that business close because of COVID, right? Did that business lose out because of COVID, Sensei Mish? I would want to know that. So again, data data, data, data. Now looking at your your expenses over here, and, and I just want you guys to see this because this is all good. This is all good. What I'm concerned with, my income, is that what you're making from your job now? I would not put that in there. I would not put your income in there because your income that you're currently making now, you know, that, that money there, is for you to pay your personal bills and all that. So if you can do that, it was a check cashing place. Oh, check cashing. Yeah, those are a dime a dozen. Those turn over all the time. So that 2600 if that's your income from your other job, take it out. Take it out. It's not part of your total monthly. Because that, that money there is purely my take home now. That's from your other job though, right? That's your other job, right? So that I would take out of this, this rough monthly expenses. And, and I would take that out, sir. Because you need that 2600 to take care of your personal bills and your, your own current way of living. Correct? Yeah, good. So take it out. Take it out. Because that would change that number on the bottom tremendously, right? Of the number of students that you need. It would change that tremendously. Cool? And the reason I say that, let me see if I can move this. It's in my way. Ah. Oh. Because you're looking at roughly how many students. I'm trying to move this bar. It's, okay, there. So you're saying roughly 48 students is what you need to break even, right? To break even or... Oh, I see. You, you, I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it now, Sensei Mish. That makes perfectly sense. Right? What you're saying is you need to replace your income, that 2600 with income from the school, Okay, great. So, leave it. My mistake. My mistake, sir. So, looking at that, uh, that miscellaneous is going to end up being much higher. I think your marketing is going to be much higher in the beginning because you need to make an imprint, and if you're going to come into a community, the more you can market to begin with, especially when it comes to Google, your Google presence, and I, I would make that marketing budget much, much higher. If you want to scale your school quicker, better, and faster, you know, you're a one-person show, so to get out there to elementary schools and speak and da-da-da-da-da, that's going to take time to nurture those relationships. But if you want to run Google AdWords, there's no relationship, boom, you do that instantly. You want to run a Facebook ad, which I don't know if I would or I wouldn't at this point, you know, Facebook with the iOS and all those changes, I think you're better suited, you know, saturating your Google right now as much as possible, and try to control the ad spend because it's click through and there's a lot of bot services out there that are pounding and clicking through which costing you money at google I, I hope you're following me on that right because you pay per click at google pretty much and there's companies out there just feeding bots 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 that are paid to do that to drive up your ad spend at google right so we're going to be really mindful and they even have services now that block them i don't know if they work or not we're researching that as it goes so I would change that number from 48 students to 75 instantly, 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 right? Instantly. And then the one thing I'm not seeing here is I would love to see a projection, right? Here's my business day one. By three months, we're going to have. 30 students by six months we're going to have 60 by nine months you know i want to see a projection of expenses because you'll need to take on staff blah, blah 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 i would love to see expense out for the first five years yes it's hypothetical but i'm sure you can grab data there's data out there, and that's the only purpose those other martial arts schools might serve, is you can look at one of them and, great, that school is, let's say, Vancouver Shotokan. They've been there five years. They have 100 students. Same amount of square footage as me, blah, 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 blah. It's a similar business model. I'm going to take that data, right? Because in your, and when you do this, it's hypothetical, but you can also project that out. Does that make sense? Because when I opened Millbury, I had data from San Francisco because the household income, et cetera, et cetera, is very similar. But I also took my uh, data that I learned from Topkick, uh, which is now encouraged to lay in them. And I use that info as well to culminate my numbers. Because if I can see what it's going to look like three to five years out, then I can have a better idea. We envisioned 300 students the first year in Millbury. We are at 285 at year one. That worked really well see so if you can see it you can be it so i would want to see that too in in all of this and lastly i want to see a swot analysis what are your strengths what are your weaknesses what are your opportunities what are your threats so what are your strengths i think we're defining your brand very clearly the craftsman and all that what are your weaknesses if you get sick or hurt and can't teach another day what's going to happen to that school Okay, I want you to be mindful of that. I know we're all supermen and superwomen, but you need to be extremely mindful of that, okay? And I really want you to pay attention to that because that is a reality. If you get sick or hurt and can't work another day in your life, what would happen to that school? And then what are the opportunities? Well, I think there's plenty. With those elementary schools, there's opportunities, opportunities to cultivate a team and pay them. There's opportunities to grow this school to, you know, what number, on and on. And then what are the threats? Right? Right now, it's COVID. The variants kicking up, a new version coming through, shutdowns again, blah, 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 blah. What are the threats? You getting sick or hurt? What are the threats? Mismanaging, you know, the money and not being able to cover my expenses. What are the threats? I don't get the number of students I think I'm going to get. There's a lot of threats. And any smart business person, as much as we're, rah, 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 you know, we're all positive, Failure is not an option. Apollo 13, a sound business person, will always look at the pros and the cons. So the SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, goes through them with a fine-tooth comb. Because it's a reality check, but it's something you go, hmm, okay, okay, I'm mindful of that. So I'm going to eat more healthy. I'm going to get enough sleep. I'm going to make sure. You know, one of the things I've loved about this whole situation, wearing a mask, knock on wood, please, Lord. I've been healthy the whole time. And I've been able to teach and serve my team. Cool? All right. We're moving, man. We are moving. Hey, Velez Martial Arts. pro tony hey tony that's a new name hey herman okay but i want you to really know and to share this when we're at the my studio operations summit a couple weeks ago the landlord is not in the driver's seat he is not in the driver's seat because the landlord has a mortgage to pay they need you as much as you need them and if you come in right if you come in right, and I say right, with a lawyer, you cross your T's, your dot, your I's, this landlord will understand you need business. And especially if this is a commercial, you know, property, they've got heavy hitters. They know their game. They know what's going on. They do. They absolutely do. So be mindful of that. And if you come strong and you, you've got your, your, your dialogue down, you have it down, you understand this is a negotiation. Right. And I'm willing to meet anybody halfway if I truly want that. But understand this. I would never step into a negotiation. I'm not willing to walk away from never, never, ever, never, ever, ever, never. So be mindful of that too. As you go into this, right. If it goes south and it's not working out and you don't dig it, don't, don't even hesitate and don't feel bad to say, see ya. I'm out. I'm out. And that's that's what I think is very empowering about going into negotiation because I know, oh, I want to open my school. I love martial arts. Da, 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 da. I get that. This is my dream. I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. And then you find yourself over a barrel with a commercially, you know, property leasing company and you have no idea what's going on. So that's why please promise me you will get a lawyer to close this. Okay? Make sure it's got to be tight and right, as I always say. All right? So thank you for that, Sensei Mish. I dig it. I dig it. Then the other thing that was missing from there that I would definitely also look at is if you're trying to get a commercial loan or anything like that, you know, <clears throat> that you put your story up front, right? You give an... An offering. I mean, that's what we did, we have a great business plan, I'll give you a copy of that, I think I put my business plan in the disruptors, it's there, look under files, but you're telling a story, and if you start and you talk about your experience, how long you've been teaching, da, 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 and, and you have that tight and right, you know, I mean, I got $300,000 in an SBA to open Millbrae, it was a no-brainer because they saw our success in San Francisco, but well, they saw more than that, San Francisco became a systems-driven business, and it wasn't dependent upon me if it's solely dependent upon you please don't hype that you know i did that when i first tried to get an an expansion loan for san francisco and we took over the whole building and i went in there proud i i worked 60 hours a week and i teach this and i love the business and i've grown it on my own thirty thousand dollar line of credit what what? What do you mean 30000 Because they knew it was a personality-driven business. They knew it was dependent upon me. And they knew if this guy gets sick or hurt, he ain't got no backup. He's got no backup. He's done. He's done. And he's going to default on this loan. Cool? And the SBA's been around forever. They have the best rates, et cetera, et cetera, for the most part. So they understand small business. That's why they're there. They love small businesses. They want to see you succeed, but they also understand it's what? Small what? Small what? What, what, what? Business. Business. So if you come into that room with business and you're clear about that, they don't care if you're a bakery, a martial arts school, you know, or a coffee shop. They don't care. All they want to know is this, this person can make the rent. That's what it's all about. And if you come to the plate with, with everything tight and right, and you cross your T's, your dot, your I's, bam, you're good. Cool? Everybody with me on that? I'm going to take a deep breath. You got any questions? Put them in. Let me see. Any questions? David Chang, another brilliant soul hanging out with us. Congratulations on your success, David. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love David's success. He, he's south of us here, and he's really kicking butt. And And I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. So, here's the next question. I've been stuck at about 100 students for many years. What should I do? Number one, I'm going to say if you're stuck at 100 students, you probably do most of the teaching. You probably do everything from cleaning to bookkeeping to most of every, of all of it. So, what do you suffer from is the personality-driven business. Number one. Number one, anybody who's on here that has 100 students that's been open over a decade, I will challenge you and tell you, you are a personality-driven business. Who's willing to own that here? Anybody going to put that in the comment? If you have 100 students and you've been open more than a decade, I would say... It's characteristic. You do most of the teaching. You probably clean the school. You probably do all your own marketing. You probably do, you know, probably you're using Excel spreadsheets. You know, you might be lucky if you're using My Studio or something like that, right? You're probably handling the billing yourself, right, and doing all of it. You're collecting payments, doing the whole nine yards. Am I close? Am I close? Good. I love it. Thank you for your honesty. I love you guys. I appreciate that transparency. Right, so that... Is the problem you the mindset you're fundamentally suffering from a fixed mindset a fixed mindset and that fixed mindset is what stops you from growing that's it remember I want to move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset what do we want to do a fixed mindset to a growth mindset and that, I, I've shared this conversation a million times, but I remember when I met Tule and John Cassidy, the people at Topkick and Courage, my studio. At the time, I was doing a million dollars a year, right, at one location. But I was working 60 hours a week. I taught most of the classes. It was a personality-driven business. And when I was with two, when I went to Virginia, they flew me out there to train their team. Um, we walked into one of the schools, and he said, I haven't been here in three months. I looked at this guy and said, what? He says, I haven't been here in three months. I said, bro, bro, that's sacrilegious. We're martial arts instructors. We need to teach every day. He goes, well, I'm going to ask you this question. If you get sick or hurt, how long would it be before your business closed? And that was it. I was done. I was done. I was coming back on that plane. and I was freaked out. I was freaked out. I was freaked out because I suffered from a fixed mindset that I couldn't open my mind to the unlimited potential. Think, enter the dragon. Bruce Lee's working with, you know, it's Laos time, right? Telling this kid, the finger is pointing to the moon. Pap, do not concentrate on the finger or you will miss all the heavenly glory. That finger you're focused on is your fixed mindset. That's it. So you really need to, you know, like Tony Robbins says, you need to shake that thing up. You need to break out of it and move into the growth mindset. Why won't people do that? This is the unknown. This is the unknown. They like this. No, even though they're not getting the results they want, this is familiar. I do this every day. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I do this. I do this. And that's a problem. And this is extreme. But think about that person that stays in a, you know, dysfunctional relationship. I've seen people stay with somebody that beats them up all the time. You know? And like, why do you stay in this abusive relationship? It's all they know. It's what's familiar. They're afraid of that. But as I posted the other day, I am not afraid of what I don't know. I am concerned about what I do know because it can prevent me from the learning I need today. Okay? So that's fundamentally it. And I know you think, well, the answer is I need uh, some social media guru to get me 10 more students. Ten more students. That's all I ever hear. Well, I just want to get ten more students. No, 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 no. Let's focus on keeping the ten you have. Because if you get ten in the door, ten out the door, that's not a good day. It's not. Now, again, don't compare that to us. 115 new students, 60 left. That's still a damn good month. Right? That's what? 60 new students? Still 60 new students between two locations. That's a good day. That's a good day. You're a small business owner. You're a small business owner. In that respect, it's much different. So don't compare that. right? Don't compare that. So I would invest in my personal development. I would figure out how can I move from this fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Whatever it takes. Because the minute I go into a growth mindset, then I can see the value of working with somebody like me. right? Talk to Jason Smith. Talk to Marco Mazzola. Talk to everyone that's ever worked with me. But until you see that of value, you'll never spend your money the right way. Does that make sense? Much like people were laughing at me. My friends laughed at me when I took a credit card with $50,000 limit on it. And I used it to pay this woman's salary to be office manager, front desk, HR, checks, payroll, everything. Because I needed to teach more at that time. And I had no energy to do the rest of it. And you know what was funny about that? At that time, I was making $36,000 a year. My friends laughed at me. They said, dude... You're the owner of the company, and you're paying this person more than you? Man, what's up with that? What kind of business is that? I said, I got it. I got this. I got this. Boom. Lo and behold, by the end of that year, I made $160,000. I went from $36,000 a year to taking home $160,000 because I spent $50,000 on that investment. Give her her $60,000, I'm still walking away with what? what 110,000 I mean her 50 I walked away with 110 see so you've it's that mindset shift it really is instead what are you going to do you're going to take your money and spend a thousand dollars a month on some social media company not at this point that makes no sense to me because you scale that school quickly and you don't have you know staffing and a bench strength you're still going to lose those students and that's why we also have that too. Why am I stuck at 100 students? That's one of the places we all get stuck. 100. 100. Because you don't have systems in place. You don't have staffing in place. And you as one person can only teach 100 students a week without burning out. See, and that's the problem with that too. It's comfortable, right? 100 students a week. Easy. Monday, Wednesday. Five classes. 10 kids each, each class, Right sound about right? Monday, Wednesday, there's 50 students. Then I do the same thing. Tuesday, Thursday, 50 students. There's my 100. So then I take Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Occasional birthday party, you know, occasional parents night out. But overall, and and some guy was saying, I'm proud of that. I'm only open Monday through Thursday. And I said, I bet you have about 100 students, huh? He goes, well, how'd you know that? Because I've seen it. I've worked with schools all over the world. I've seen that business model. And if that is your version of success, who cares what I say? But define that. I was speaking to a school owner the other day, and I said, well, sir, you know, you got a great day job. He owns a graphics company, right? He's got a great day job. I said, your school, he has like 30 students in his school. I said, well, maybe that's your version of success, sir. He goes, well, what do you mean? You're the first person to say that. I said, well, because my success is not your success. But again, being clear about that. Be clear. This is my version of success. Otherwise, you're going to look over. Oh, Brandon's got 891 students. I feel crappy about myself. Oh, this guy's got 150. I hate myself. Stop it. Stop it. Figure out what is your version of success and live it and love it. Because I don't pay your rent. I don't take you on vacations, right? I don't do any of those things. So when the day's done, my success is irrelevant to your version of success. And I think that's something that we've been conditioned to believe because the guy's running through the, you know, the infomercial, running through the garage, Lamborghini, Bentley, runs by the hot tub, two blondes sitting in it, running through the mansion. So it belittles your mindset. He's saying that I'm better than you, so you should listen to me. No freaking way. Not at all. So when this guy got off the phone with me, I think he was really thinking, maybe I am happy. Wow. Maybe I'm happy as a clam. I got a great business right? And this is my hobby, martial arts. That's cool too, but make that decision. That's why going back to your why and your purpose and making that clear is very important. And that's why this question, I really enjoy it because it's just that. Now you want to talk nuts and bolts. You want to get beyond hundred students, build your staff, build your bench strength. Look at your core product, which is curriculum. Is your curriculum up to snuff? Is it age appropriate? Is it skill level appropriate? Do you even know who your demographic is? And are you identifying their pain points and catering to that, that you are the solution? Your child can't pay attention. We teach focus. Oh, great, I'm the solution. And then you deliver that Disney experience and they're happy and they stay. You feel me? So uh, that's I see this all the time, 100 students, 100 students. And you just have to really ask yourself, does that work? I have tons of friends, not tons, I have a lot of friends, associates, that work a day job. Some of them work for the city, pension, medical, everything. They're good. And they run their school like a club. And they go to tournaments every other weekend. That's fine. That's fine if that's your version of success. Who am I or anyone else to tell you? But again, person stuck at 100 students for many, many years, what should I do? Number one, decide what is your version of success. Number two, Know that you suffer from a fixed mindset and you need to move to a growth mindset. Number three, go through every aspect of your business with a fine tooth comb. I would do a business plan. I would do a SWOT analysis. And then if I decide this is what I want to do, I want to scale and grow the school to two, three, 400 systems, 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 and more systems. But you got to write them because it's indigenous and inherent to your culture and what you do. Okay. And then uh, how do I grow this bench strength? Like I said, well, our payroll is going to drive up to like 60%, but that's temporary. That'll be a year. But remember, my bills get paid. My bills are still getting paid, my property tax, everything. My kids had a great birthday party last weekend, right? My family is not suffering. I just bought, you know, season tickets for the Warriors for my kid. My kids and family will not go without. So I'm willing to go into a little bit of temporary debt to take care of my team because they're my, they're my extended family because I want to shore that up. And when we get that SBA, oh, who who might open a third location? We might. We might. Rents are cheap. Everything's going on. But you see where I'm going with this? I believe the reason small businesses suffer because they don't understand they need to wear a lot of hats. I just want to teach martial arts. Well, then don't be in the martial arts business. Martial arts what? Business. Don't be in it. Don't be in it. Don't be in it. But you got to be cool with that. I run a club. I teach the way I want. That's cool. Right? I got a day job. It works. Just be very clear about that. But if you want to be in the martial arts business, then you need to get that financial education. You need to get the business education, the leadership education, the systems education, the social media education, right? The staff building education. All of it all of it. Well, you're going to be a jack of all trades, a master of none. BS. You need to be great at everything. And that's what I choose to do with my life. That's what I choose. And that works for me. And that's why we're at 891 students. That's why we're growing. That's why I'm going to sit there and invest in my team and drive my payroll up to 60% of my gross revenue for right now, because I believe within a year, I'm going to say a year, that it's going to be back down to 30, 35%, which I know from all data is healthy. It's a healthy business. If your payroll's around 30, 35%, your rent is 10% or so, blah, 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 right? That's been there forever and ever. It's good data, and it helps me sleep well at night when I understand that's the benchmark. That's what I want to work towards. But you guys remember the guy up in Oregon that decided get everybody's going to get paid $70,000 a year. I don't care who you are. And I'm going to get paid $70,000 a year, he said. And then the profit will be on, on the back end. That company's doing well. People thought he was crazy. And at first, he took a heavy nosedive. Heavy nosedive. Because he was paying the janitor $70,000. He was paying everybody $70,000 across the board, I believe it was. And he took a nosedive. But boom, now his company's flourishing and back up. And see, that's disruptive behavior. I believe what I'm doing, and I've said this well, and I'm going to tell you, we don't pay people well in our industry across the board. We don't. That's the other reason your small school never grows, because you're sitting there like freaking Mr. Miyagi going, okay, you pay me for lessons. Better yet, I'm going to upgrade you to this black belt club and charge you more. And better yet, you're going to teach for free. And you're going to help clean the school. And you're going to do birthday parties for free. That's not good. That's not a good investment for me I want to value my team and know it's because of them I have the financial freedom and the time you can't buy time that's the one thing you will never buy is time so really think about that how many of your kids recitals have you missed basketball games soccer games important family functions because you're at the school teaching think about that you can't buy time so I'm willing to spend a lot of money on my team so I create that freedom of time that for most days I've experienced up until this pandemic and that was a smart business move to come back and engross myself in the school as good leadership it's a time of uncertainty I stepped up I didn't sit there on the hill in direct traffic I got on the front line with the team make sense everybody with me who's with me on that all right Sam is good with 120 yeah yeah, Sam on is, is good, right? Sam is good, and that's why I love Sam. He's one of my financial gurus. I used him, and oh, I'm going to say he's my friend. That's not a good word for Sam. And he's helped me a lot in, in showing that up with my financial investment. I love Sam, and that's why he'll be here for its time. So let's, let's wrap this big dog up. Any other questions, go ahead and put them in there. I do want to say I have a podcast, this show, and also my meditation because I'm big on the mindset, Mindful Meditation is available at all the podcast platforms. If you want to watch all these back episodes of Success Never Sleeps on podcasts or you need to get your head straight, that's available in all my podcasts. Cool, cool, cool. All right. It's time live. The two-day and the one-day is available. The four-day is sold out. It is, I think I have one spot left for Chris Li Wu if he gets signed up. But the two day and one day are available. I'd encourage you come to the two day, Sam On will be here. And just so people know, San Mateo County does not have the proof of vaccination indoors. It's only San Francisco. But indoors we still have to wear masks here in Millbrae, so be mindful of that. We're five minutes from SFO, five minute walk from the hotel, and you don't have to show proof of vaccination anywhere here they're actually talking about eliminating mask indoors now again so it's a very fluid situation but those of you who choose not to be vaccinated you're welcome to come to the event i'll even give you a big hug it's not a big deal okay just as long as we clean our hands cover our face and watch our distancing right but i'm fully vaccinated that's why i'll give you a hug cool all right Again, let me thank my sponsors. I love these people. You know, I would consider all of them part of my learning. My studio, I learned so much from, too. Mark and Muscles, I learned a lot from Steven. And I'm grateful to have websites with him. We've only been with him for three months. But the difference it's made is phenomenal. Kids Love Life Skills, very proud of Kids Love Life Skills. We're a subscription-based model now, so we can work with you and partner with you and make sure that you are truly becoming a life skills education leader in your community get it talk to marco mozzola he'll give you some love elsie accounting my sister leticia i mean she's my angel man on earth she's helped me so much through the ppps and all the challenges we've had nothing but love nothing but love cool marco who's our winner today who's going to win a 30 minute phone consultation with me i hope it's somebody brand new brand new who wins that 30 minutes Put it in, put it in, put it in. Sensei Mish, you win 30 minutes with me, sir. How perfect is that, Sensei Mish? Awesome, sir. And we'll be able to go over all your business plan and all that good stuff. I'm sure after this, you're gonna go back and redo that and write up and take all of that stuff into consideration and then schedule that 30 minutes with me. Big hand for Sensei Mish. she wins a 30-minute phone consultation with me, and and that's awesome. Cool. So I want to thank everybody for being here today powerful once we get this up i'll trim the front of this and share this recording with every small school owner out there it's good sound information and at least they'll make that decision am i a martial arts business or am i going to keep my day job and make this a hobby that alone but if you're stuck at 100 students for decade after decade after decade you are at a crossroads in your life either poop or get off the pot as they say some my mama used to say either shit or get off the pot miss my mama I miss her. Hey, happy, happy birthday to my son, Brayden. Please, get signed up for It's Time Live. Join us for two days or one day. I promise it will change your life. Sam says that he'll make you your money tenfold, whatever you invest in coming out here. I like that. I'll take those odds any day. Any day, any day. I'm Brandon Blisso. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Lots of learning there find me at linkedin twitter facebook instagram pinterest and for everything else go to brandonbeliso.com slash it's time until we talk again this is success never sleeps i am and always will be brandon beliso here for you you go out there and do what what are we going to go out there and do folks live your best life <music>